Maybe today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80, it's the gold Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 Welcome to episode 29 of the Break 80 Podcast. Stouts here. Try to give uh, ourselves uh, a couple weeks off to see if the voice heals. But uh, Bon Jovi wedding last night uh, didn't didn't really allow it to. Actually, not last night, but Saturday night. So we're going to struggle through this. We got two other guys here joined um, by Mike and Tim. Good evening, fellas. Um, I need you as wingmen tonight. Your voice is uh, living on a prayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wedding, wedding, wedding is slang for deja vu. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, uh, I think cinnamon or uh, or somebody came out <laughs> came out to Bon Jovi and and really had a good time. Yeah, through right. the hot dog brunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of thinking doing more of a bi-weekly approach. Um, you know, golf season's toward its its off season. So, you know, we're 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 all degenerates. So there's really no off season for us, but in terms of just content out there, we think maybe every other week is probably the way to go. There could be weeks where we pop in a weekly, but kind of plan for that as of now. Um I guess things that we're gonna talk about today is is uh we've got we're gonna start with the top ten. I think it was I think it was the golf week. I'm not sure if it's a website, but they came out with its top 10 Minnesota private tracks. I would say as a group of three, we've played many of them, maybe not all of them. We're going to discuss those. Uh, Professional golf held three fairly large tournaments this week. So we're going to talk about the results of them. And then last thing i just like to talk about is what what are us three going to do to prepare for this this offseason? What are some of the things that we want to do to get ready for um, winter? Um, So with that being said, let's start with our... First um, thing on our agenda, the top 10 private courses of Minnesota. Again, I think it was Golf Weekly something is the one that uh, published it. Um, starting with number one, or should actually should we start at 10? Let's, start yeah, let's, at 10 go, let's go backwards, work our way up. Yeah, let's, go, let's start at 10. 10 is a favorite of mine. Um, uh, I, I've played it a few times. It's Golden Valley Country Club in Golden Valley. Um, yep. Love it. You guys, You guys play it? Yeah, like Golden oh, yeah. Valley, it's uh, really good par threes, and all the par the six par fives is fun, including the first two holes. Um, the par fours I find a little bit bland, kind of, but it's a really fun track. I like it, and they're redoing a bunch of bunkers now and stuff. So, obviously known known to be a Tilly, yeah, um, crazy bunkers. Uh, I, I like the you know some of the par fours they 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 will do like uh, might be shorter, but then they'll have like treacherous bunkering. The one's crazy. That one with the big bunker on the left. The huge dog leg right. Yeah. So yeah, great track. Um, Tim, we got to get you out there. He's oh played. no, I've been. Oh, yeah, you I've played. Been. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you played or not. No. And then no afterward, no. afterwards, you can mosey right on over to Schuler's for a, for a. Um, I don't even know if they have a burger there. Actually, they might have a frozen pizza for you, but it's a real dive bar. One of the all timers, right nice. next to Golden Valley Country Club. Beauty. I also like eighteen. I like I like coming down eighteen. 
with the clubhouse right there. Um, nice, nice clubhouse, beautiful. So that's it's it's I don't know it's overall it's a really good track. Yep. Closes with the par five as well. Yep, a lot of there's six. I think it's a six 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 setup. Yeah, yeah. Par seven, more par threes and par fives, the better the course in my yeah, eyes. More fun. <laughs> the par and the par threes are really good out there. Really good. Well, number nine comes in uh, Minneapolis Golf Club in I think it's actually technically in St. Louis Park. Yep, it's right off 169. Okay. And I have never played that, so I cannot comment on that one. Anybody? I've played it. Thoughts? It's good. It's uh, hosting the State Am next year, I believe. Okay. Um, they just re, well, they re uh, seated the whole thing. They closed her down for like a year and two two years ago they did. Yeah. Yeah, and they redid the whole thing. Um, very classic country club, you know. Uh, good green complexes. Good bunkering, you know, tree line, but not like all cut most country clubs, not where you lose a ball, trees, you know, just big, beautiful trees. Um, what do you think of that being ahead of Golden Valley? Mm, yeah, go. I think Golden Valley to me is more fun to play, probably just because the layout and stuff. I would say, yeah, I'm thinking like the big course, dog, like right over course the conditions and everything are basically the same. Minneapolis is a little more of a pedigree, you know. I think they hosted what a PGA Championship way back in the day. Um, I think it's a Donald Ross, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. You can look that up, Tim. But uh, it's it's good. Really, cl- very classic, classic vibe out there. Um, I played it last year. Was it? I think. Yeah, it's good. That's your okay. Step. Is some, it a Ross? Some good history. Uh. Willie Park Jr. Oh, and Willie Donald Park Ross. Did. Yeah, they do. There's a few like that. Uh, With the uh, bears kind of like that. The USAM in 1950 and then the PGA in 1959. Yeah, it's got some history to it. It's good. It's a good golf course. The State Am will be there. It'll be a good spot for the State Am. Nice. So when you're when you're when you're going for that title next year, Mike. Oh God. Of course, really well. Yeah. All right. I'm sure my my putting would hold up well at at, at <laughs> And those greens in the state. The break any podcast would be out there um, while you're playing, Tim, and I would just be yeah. commenting on your putting game. The last yep. time, the last time I played in the state, Am, I don't think I three putted at all. I just hit it all over the place. Just lay it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess number eight is one that Tim you recently played, Northland in Duluth. I again can say that I've not played that one. Um, I also have not. Anybody listening, if you want to get some guys up to Duluth, let us know. There you go. Oh, I, I can finally do my review of this course after having played it three and a half weeks ago. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I thought the, the course itself was fantastic. The holes um, were a lot of fun to play. I've never played a shorter 460-yard par-4 and a longer 380-yard par-4 in my life just because one was downhill, one was way uphill. Uh, and it's true, everything does go towards the lake. So for a terrible green reader like myself or not a generational putter, it was really nice to stand over putts and know which way they were going to break, especially on some of the shorter ones. Um, One thing that they do need to do, and it's kind of unfortunate just with their shorter growing season, the fairways, uh, both the the green, uh, the grass quality in the fairways and just the texturing, some of the bumps that you hit in a golf cart or walking are, are just terrible. Um, 
so they, they need to get out there and, and do a little something with the fairways, but the greens were great and the holes themselves were great and a ton of history. So makes sense that it's in the list. I would probably put Golden Valley above it, to be honest. Well, I've heard, like, kind of what you said, like, you will look at a putt and, and you just cannot, you cannot believe it breaks the way it does. I mean, it's just, you cannot fathom that it does it. It doesn't matter wherever the lake is, that's where it's going. I think it's an even bigger factor. You would see a putt and you'd think maybe two balls out to the right, but because that break is going towards the lake as well, it ends up being a five foot breaker instead of just two balls out. It was the craziest thing. Wild. Wait till the gales in November come early. And it's really, it's really difficult mm-hmm. out there. Little, little uh, Gordon Lightfoot for you. <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot, isn't the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I the Edmund, Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, seven Somerset and Mendota Heights. And this is now we are number three in a row of ones that I've not played. I have also, and, played, and I hear about this one the least, like I don't hear about this very often. I have also played Somerset. Um, Tim, I don't think you've been out there. Have you? No, I haven't. It's hard so, to get on, isn't it? You don't hear a lot about Somerset because Somerset's maybe not sure. Not, uh, this is no, uh, there, there's no data behind this maybe the most exclusive um fewest member club in the twin cities possibly i think they've opened it up a little bit um but when i played it man this was a while back i haven't been out there for shit i bet you it's been 10 years since i played there they, they're actually redoing a lot of it or slowly i think it's a rainer it's a seth rainer and, it's hard to tell. This is like Fort Knox. I'm trying to get on their website. Yeah, and it has it's, nothing it's but just uh, a guest button. 10 years ago when I played there, supposedly there were like 80 members. That was it. And it was like old money, you know, like, uh, you know, families like Pillsbury and stuff like that. Um, I do know that I was there on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. They were open. It was like, it was in the summer. It was like 75, perfect weather. And there was literally like nobody on the golf course, just us. Uh, really? it was, it was so bizarre. There were a couple cars. There was a Rolls Royce and a few other cars in the parking lot. Uh, but it was so bizarre, but the golf course is good. Really good. Um, it, it's going to be better. I think they're slowly renovating. I think Stanley Thompson came in in the, in the Stanley Thompson era in like 1960s or fifties and just added a shitload of like spruce trees and stuff. Yeah. 1949. Um, he came in. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I think I've heard they're just going to tear a bunch of those out or they slowly are or something, you know, if anybody's listening, they can confirm, hit, hit me up on Instagram, but it's, it's a Seth Rayner design. Um, yep. You're correct. You'll love this. So, I'm on the Stanley Thompson society website where yep. it talks a little bit about what he did. Um, you, you may want to try to buy this ISP or get him booted from the internet because of your <laughs> hatred for Stanley Thompson. Uh, I don't necessarily, he has some really good Canadian courses. I just hate that uh, that it, his big thing was like add a bunch of trees to these already great golf courses. Ugh, ugh man. But um, that's when I would love to get back out to. I honestly, it's been so long. I don't remember a ton of the holes. I remember it being really good. I just don't like, like 10 years ago, I wasn't even really that into like golf architecture and stuff. Like I couldn't have told you if there was a, I'm sure there are Rainer templates out there, but I really didn't pay much attention. I was just playing with a few buddies. But yeah, it's good. Really good and really hard to get on. All right. I'm surprised this next one isn't a little bit higher up. I think we all can attest to that. 
Six is Winsong Farm in Independence, Minnesota. Uh, maybe, maybe my number one. Yeah. I love, I love what, you know, that I've probably played there 10 times, maybe. I don't know. Eight times in my life, but love Winsong. Tim, you put there once, right? Twice, once? Twice, yeah. Twice. I, I think it's fair, though. There's not a prestige, even though it's probably the best golf course of, of them all. There's not a prestige necessarily with the architecture or what it's hosted. Like yeah. the rest it, of the list is about to have in it. It doesn't have the track record and all that. Although um, they hosted the Trans-Mississippi. Am. It's a big amateur tournament. They were supposed to... Uh, which Hitchner won, by the way, a former guest of the pod. They were supposed yeah. to, um, the, the rumor was they were going to get the BMW championship, uh, for the FedEx cup. And, you know, if you go, if you, if you've been out there, they, they upgraded the practice facility to handle that. It is humongous. It's got an awesome range and putting green and stuff. And they could handle the parking or they park across the street in that, in that big dirt parking lot and stuff. But then when the 3M took over uh, from the senior tour to the PGA tour, that kind of screwed Winsong, you know, having two events in a, in yeah. a month and a half. Um, but the golf course itself is really fun. Tim contested this. I think it, it, it's very fair. You, you you don't swing tight off the tee boxes. You can get away. You can spray it a little bit. I think the defense is the greens. You know, they're, they're they, they play really fast. Um, they got some false fronts and things like that. And it's, it's super long from the back tees. You know, it's like 7,500 yards in the back. Um, great condition. And what I like about Winsung is it's like a pure golf place. You know, it's not a lot of bullshit. There's no tennis. There's no swimming pool. There's the restaurant and there's golf. That's about it. I will say this, as you said, you can spray it. However, until Cog Hill, that was the most fairway bunkers I'd ever hidden around. Because oh, they do a lot of fairway bunkers, yeah. The, the fairway bunkers are directly connected without any impediment from rough to many of the fairways. So there's a lot of easy places to roll them right in. And or did I roll them right into a bunch yeah. of those? There's going to be another private club here coming up higher on the list that I have played a few times that I would play Winsong 10 out of 10 times over coming up. Uh, I will say Winsong is building another golf course, they're building another 18 hole uh golf course across the road that's in the works it's going to be kind of like a sedge valley at um at sand valley it's going to be like a par 70 ish like 6800 yards kind of that i think it's going to be like a heathland kind of thing like 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 they're doing at uh at sand valley so i think that's coming out there they're gonna have 36 holes it's i think easy the, to break 80 at yeah well this whole yeah. i think <laughs> one of the cool things about wind song is first of all like you talk about the space like you just you know a lot of these the private clubs are just kind of tight and there's not lots of space. I like the vibes there. They kind of, they kind of build off that farm uh, mentality. They got, you know, those kind of the, the sign and things like that. Um, the, the clubhouse, it's got that nice, cool look to it. Um, yeah. I, I played it a couple of times and it's been a little while, but definitely agree what you guys have to say. Very comfy feeling off the tee. Yep. They're also, uh, they're also really good for uh, Minnesota high school golf. They host the tournament usually there for section championships of the big schools called the Champions Cup, but they do the Mr. Golf program or whatever. Yeah. And those kids that are, I've had a few of them on, well, the one year we got canceled, otherwise one would have been there. But if you are one of the nine finalists for Mr. Golf, they give you a summer membership for free, which is That's pretty sick. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, number five is in Minneapolis, Minicata. Really good. Love Minicata. I've not played it. Tim, you been out that one? No, no, you gotta we've got to uh, start finding it away. I'm yeah, not opposed you to know, jumping over a fence. Minicata is a tough one. I just drove by there last night actually and looked in there, it looked great again. That's another one that's really hard to get on. That's one of the that's maybe the most expensive one. That might be, that might be more expensive than interlock, and I'm not sure, but um I have played I played Minicata about two, three years ago. Uh I love Minicata right up there with the top. Uh great condition, really fun golf holes. Uh the topography is really good. You go up and down some hills. Like number nine is like, oh my God. It's like we played the back tees. It was like six something straight up a hill. You're just walking uphill the whole time. I hit like full driver, full three wood, like full wedge, maybe or something like that, and still might have come short. Um, but yeah, really good. Right in the city. Pretty cool, but you don't know, but you don't really feel like you're right in the city. Um until you get to 18, and 18 goes right back towards the lake, and then you see the skyline and everything. Um, but yeah, Minicata kicks ass. I would Minicata is a golf course that um you know, I think a lot of the classic courses, they they kind of all seem a little the same, but I don't know if you get sick of playing Minicata. That's pretty good. And they redid it. Right. They, they, they're another one that re, they regrassed everything. They re, they had the U.S. Senior Am there in like 2019 or something like that. It was 18, I don't know. But they closed, they shut Minicata down, burnt everything and, re, and reseeded the whole thing before that. Yep, uh, U.S. Senior Am in 2017, and 17. this one another another Donald Ross. So we're really hitting, we're getting into some of the very historic designers and historic golf clubs of of Minnesota, which had, as you went on your rant on Saturday about the lineage of Gopher football and the most winning team. Oh and yeah, the 60s baby. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you, Mike. Yeah. I'm with you. Right. So we're, we're hearkening back to an age where Minnesota really had something going on in the world of golf <laughs> through the 19 teens through fifties. Well, we're playing classic designers while we're playing less Bolstead, not quite the same on the same. Uh, no, no, as these, no. Uh, these ones we're talking about today. Well, I think Bolstead was what, like 1927 or something. So I, don't know, you know. I found a little something at Bolstead with the stinger driver to okay. keep it in play. Shot under par, made it, made a bunch of birdies. Okay. Okay. You're back. Yeah. Maybe, huh? maybe you never know. Well, this next one, number four, is the one I think on this list that I've played the most. Um, obviously, as far as in terms of popularity in the in the in the world, this would probably be number one, just because it's hosted such huge events. It would be Hazeltine. I have not played it. It's one of the few I haven't played. That and Interlocking are my two I haven't played. Um, I want to get out there and play it sometime, just because of the pro events. I don't know. You know, I think it's. You've played it, Jeff? I played it probably, I don't know, seven, eight times. Oh, you know somebody out there? How come the pod has not played it? Well, you know what? My, my, <laughs> my connection there has now left, so that's one of the reasons why I haven't played it. Um, but, yeah, I think I played it a good solid five years in a row, something like that. I think and, we can I mean, get on it's, that one. It's another big golf course. I mean, that's why they can host some of those events. I mean, lots of land, so it's kind of like in that way, kind of like Winsong, just has a lot of lot of land and and, and – um, just really open. You don't feel, ever feel tight. Yeah. It's um, got some signature holes. It's got the signature holes. It's really fun to play it after you've seen some of these things that I've, you know, Tiger shot out of the bunker on 18 or was it nine? I can't remember which one. 
Um, you know the Patrick Reed. Yeah, that's that's, uh, Rory, that's, that's, Rory. that's seventeen. It was that's eight seventeen. For the, it was yep. eight for the yep, Ryder that's Cup. Seventeen and sixteen is a really fun hole. That's the one that wraps around the water. I actually think yeah, sixteen is the signature hole. Yeah, but I actually think ten is sneaky good. Ten is sweet. Ten is sweet. The dog like left where you come down towards the lake. Yeah, I think sixteen still will take the cake just because you stand on that tee box and it's like, you in theory you could bail out way left and just go past beyond the creek left. Yeah. But um, it's just a cool sitting on that tee box feeling. But yeah, you're right. Ten is pretty cool too. Ten is just like it's not cool until you get to your next shot. Does that make sense? The tee shot doesn't really. Your next shot is really awesome. Yeah, I would like to point out to any listeners that any of these courses on the list, we are the podcast is free this weekend. <laughs> uh, if you know Hazeltine, give us a call. We'd love to come out and play. I, I think it'd be a good challenge to try to break eighty. Yeah, I think yeah, that'd be pretty solid. Goal. That's always a goal, boys. Yeah, what well, were your What were your scores like there, Jeff? Having played it so I, okay. Well, my last time us. I was there, last time I was there was very dramatic. I needed to birdie. 18 to, to break 80. I stuff it to, I don't know, 10 feet. And the putt is just like hanging. We got it all in video, all film. You probably can see it on the Instagram stories if you go back and look. But um, I don't know if I, I – I've bro- broken – I think I shot 78 once. Um, it's just like it's a big golf course, and I get my – like you talked about bunkering gets me in trouble here and there. I'll, I'll do something stupid out of the bunkers. Um. You know, I'll try to, like, just rip driver when I probably shouldn't. You know, just dumb things like that. Um, I think if you play smart and you just kind of – I mean, the par three is kind of like Mike was saying. On some of these bigger golf courses are really where your money's made. If you can find a way to just par them, um, there's some good, strong par threes. Uh, And not getting yourself in trouble there, I think you'd have a really good chance of breaking 80 if you can just avoid double or worse on par threes. Or, or if, think, you have uh, the, if, you, if you have the Sunday Ryder Cup pins with the Europeans complain about right in the middle of the greens, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're tied genius. up on that our match genius. right now, right? We're yeah, that'd be a great like... spot. That'd be a great spot to, to try I'm, to break I'm, the tie. You can have the home course advantage, but I <clears throat> always love showing up for big golf um, courses. So yeah, excuse, yeah. Ex- excuse me. You two are tied. <laughs> oh, you two are tied up. Tim and I have played a lot this summer. <laughs> we are not tied up. As, as a matter of fact, the last few haven't even made it to like hole 13. I have two ties, all right? That's an accomplishment. <laughs> the last time, the last multiple times through like nine or ten holes, Tim has started talking shit way too early. I think at, at Les Volstead, we were all squared through nine and the match was over on hole 14 or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Big left well, ball. There's a problem. I was going to also mention <laughs> further, 2000. Further left than AOC. Uh, 2000. <laughs> 29 Ryder Cup coming back. Coming back. I'm sure they must have a PGA Championship or something lined up too, or a U.S. Open. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, speaking of match play, I think we need. A, I think a good fun format is we all play all three of us. Yeah. And, and the only way you win a hole is you win that hole outright. If somebody else ties, you could be the. You could have a ten as long as they're too tight. It doesn't matter. One tie, I'll tie. You just okay. Play so like, I- let's say that you know I birdie hole one and you guys par. You're, so I'm, you're, up, you're one, I'm up. one up, but then I also could get teamed with a guy if somebody else I would be I would lose my one. So it's individually one up, one down, one down, right? We could, or we could just do overall in the next hole. If uh you birdie again, but Tim birdies and I make a seven, 
no no blood you're just still you're just still straight one up because you won the yeah. first hole it's almost right. like a skins game so yeah, so, yeah like game, but match play but but i would love that if i make a birdie that you guys are now one down sure whatever yeah, yeah. we could make up whatever you want it could just be a skins game too all right yeah. 2024 usam and 2029 Ryder cup oh yeah USAM USAM two years. yeah okay yeah, I, I see. Going back to Winsong, I think I think Winsong could get a USAM, and I think part of the reason they're building that other course is they want big events. But for the USAM, the USGA basically requires you to have another golf course for qualifying. Like they use Chaska Town. Um, uh, just thinking back, let's see when it was at Oakmont there uh, when Jeremy played. It was Oakmont and Longview. They always have a second course for qualifying. You play 36. And with Winsung being so far out of the way, there's no, they're not going to go to Pioneer Creek for the USM. Not going to go to Wild Marsh? No. So they're, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're too far out of the way, kind of, to get that event without a second course. You know, golf tournaments don't need a qualifier. Yeah, I know. We'll get to their live. Oh, baby. The live should come to Minnesota <laughs> to Winsong. And just <laughs> dash all your hopes and dreams of that course. Just Mike's going to refuse to ever set hey, foot be, on it after that. I wouldn't. I still love the golf course. <laughs> What's next? Um, I get ready for number three. Yeah. All right, we're at the top three, boys. Um, this one, you know, I know two thirds of the pod is a big, big fan of this one. Um, lots of history, fun holes, unique shots. It is the white beer. Yacht Club in White Bear. Yeah. Which two thirds? Because I haven't played it yet. Because <laughs> you two don't call me. The two, thir- <laughs> the two thirds that keep getting their ass kicked by by, yeah. by Pete and Nick out there in, in match play. Uh, oh, love White Bear. I think um, you want to talk about if you are a fan of quirky, uh, fun golf holes where sometimes good shots are bad and bad shots end up good and, and you get some crazy bounces. Uh, White Bear Yacht is your spot. It's 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 really fun. You have to really know the course, and that's why it's fun playing with Pete because you sometimes don't want to be where you think you want to be. So it's kind of fun knowing a guy that knows it so well, like literally says, hit it 30 feet left right here and you know left of the green or left side of the green, and he'll be five feet. And he instantly knows how tight it's going to be when you hit it. It's yeah. awesome. And well, uh, It looks wonderful. But while you guys are there, I have to go to the Northeast Yacht Club and drown my sorrows. <laughs> I've never been there. Is that a good bar? Oh, my God. Yeah. There are go, no boats gotta, anywhere close. We got to go, go there Col- sometime. We got to go play Columbia and then mosey on over to the Northeast yes. Yacht Club. Oh, it is. Um, it is prime time. I got. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I there is a, there is a one club event at White Bear this weekend that you never know. We might make our way into. But um, I think. Uh, yeah, good history, both golf wise and literature wise, with uh, the Great Gatsby being partially written off the first fairway. Um, but I think this one has really vaulted in the national rankings the last, you know, it's always been good, but it's up into the top 100 overall in some of the publications now. And I think Golf Golfer's Journal has been there, Fried Egg has been there. It's really gained a lot of notoriety. And deservedly so. It's a fun golf course. It's got some, it's got some great designs, some quirkiness. It's it's really good. This is a Ross as well, correct? 
Ross and Willie Park, I think, kind of one of those combos. Might have been okay. Willie Park first, and then Ross. I think uh, Willie Park's older. Was it Willie Park? I don't know if it was. Watson. Is it Watson? Oh, Watson. Yeah, w- Watson it is, maybe. Yeah, Watson, Watson, then Ross. And then um, Tom Doak came in and, and fiddled with a few holes, like 12. He did. He did, And he did a couple. It's in Tom. 12 is in Tom Doak's favorite 18 holes, I think, in America or something like that. Yep. Willie Watson, Donald Ross. Yeah, Willie Watson. That's what it was. All right. Well, our, our top two in, in this one, Tim and I want to get out there, but of course we never get invited. It's Spring Hill. <laughs> you don't I even was, like the uh, buzz. I was actually just talking to my guy about Spring Hill today, seeing if I get, oh. get you, see if I get you boys out there, but they close on Monday. Ah. They're, they're closing in a week and they got so there. You're saying, you're saying there's no more security after Monday. <laughs> <laughs> They're closing and they took their, so the last day they're not doing their uh, like normal Mondays, you know, employees get people out there. So, so well, we're going to have to push off Spring Hill to next year, even though. That's fine. I don't, I don't really believe that much in putting anyway. I don't really need to <laughs> putt on the greens. I just need to throw darts into them. I've played there three times maybe or something like that. Spring Hill. It's. I've said this to everybody. Uh, if I had the money and lived in the West Metro, I would be a member at Winsong any day of the week over Spring Hill. Spring Hill is, it's great. It's perfectly manicured, but it, it is a, depending on what tees you play, like last time I played a tray, so we played the back tees. It is a stressful round of golf. When you, it's, it's fairly, it's pretty narrow. And a lot of the holes aren't like find your ball, you know, gone there. It's gone, gone. Um, And you're, you know, you're basically, unless you want to be 200 yards away on all the par fours, forced to try to rip something up there a ways. It's hard. It's a difficult golf course. Well, and that brings us to our final one. And that is the one that, you know, again, very well known, going to be hosting the 2030 Women's U.S. Open interlocking in Edina. Nobody here has played I it. I think correct. That's, we're an all for three on that one. Yeah, yeah. I've tried to get on interlocking. Well, they really cracked down during COVID. They weren't taking any guests hardly. But I have yet to play interlocking. I actually could have played it on the twenty seventh of August. I was invited by an Instagram follower who lives in Ohio that hit, knew somebody said you want to play interlock in it but it was my grandma's 80th birthday i gave it heavy thought <laughs> skip, like like i pondered this hardcore like i thought about calling grandma and saying hey grandma can i can i make it to your 90th because <laughs> uh, because uh i got a t-tem interlocking but i didn't i i i skipped it to go to grandma's Good birthday for you yeah you but, uh, that was a test did yeah. she have Alzheimer's? She might not even remember you weren't there. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She doesn't. Ah, if, she did, I probably if she did, I probably would have just went golfing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, yeah, we got to get on interlocking. Interlocking looks yeah. good. Next summer. We're on it. Um, yeah. We got to talk about some of the snubs here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Snubs. I mean, immediately things that come to mind. I think of Edina. I think of Olympic Hills. Um, anything else out there that we can... Uh, Midland is really fun now. Midland, Midland, since they've redone the back, is fantastic. The old, it's it's back to the original Rainer. Uh, Tim and I have played Town and Country is super fun. 
Same I love one country. Yeah, I love to, and I don't know if it's top ten good, but it is fun. I would, I would play out a ton of country all the time if I was like a yeah. member or something. Yeah, super fun golf holes. Um, where else? Olympic. I mean, I, I, the Olympic. My one thing with Olympic is I just didn't like how you have to walk through neighborhoods to get to the yep. next holes. That's yep. the one thing. I, the the golf course is awesome. I think it's really cool. I love the greens. Love the the look on some of the tee shots, but I just didn't like, like we're walking through a legit neighborhood after over streets and through yards. Yeah. And I didn't like that part. Olympic. What about, fun. what about bear path? I mean, that's never I have, mentioned. It's, I have it's not played it. Hush. I've played yeah. it. Bear path is a bunch of houses too. That's a community. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought, I thought that was, it's really housey. Um, I mean, again, like all these are going to be obviously great condition. That's never a trying issue on most it. of these. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. I've played Wyzetta Country Club multiple times. Oh yeah, okay. That one's pretty good. There, I heard. I think, actually, I think Brock uh, Nelson at the 3M Pro told me this. They're gonna shut Wyzetta down and redo it. They're gonna. Uh, I don't know what they're all gonna redo. If they're gonna, you know, returf it or whatever, they're gonna shut her down. Uh, Wood Hill, I have not played. So then we played Wood Hill. I have. What? How'd you I get on that one? I played in a tournament there, and I just remember how ridiculous like the runoffs are. Like if you miss short, yeah, you can't run a, anything that's a, up. That's a Donald. That's an old Donald Ross. I want to say like one of the holes is Ben Hogan Alley. I want to say maybe. What else got, like, It's something with Ben Hogan played this this course, and one of the holes it's got like it's known for Ben. It's called Ben Hogan's Alley. It's pretty cool. Um, I've only put it once. Been a while, so. There's a, there's other good privates in Delwood. Delwood's okay. Stillwater Country Club's okay. I've played Southview a bunch. Southview's kind of fun. I they, they where they do the tape mark at, they took out a bunch of trees, I guess, which would be even more fun. Well, Summer um, B. Summer B is really good. Yep, played there. That's Tim a good and play. I played Rochester Country Club, which is good now. Very good. Very Another good. Tilly. Yep. Another Tilly. Uh Mendicota. Mendicota's pretty fun. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm probably missing a few, but I'm kind of surprised with that snub too. Rochester being snubbed out um i can understand town and country just because of how unique the holes are there's some odd balls out there that i loved but yeah are odd. I mean, where would you what would you take out to put rochester in though i've never played um minneapolis so that uh, yeah i don't know maybe rochester might, set. Few, rochester might have a few more unique holes than minneapolis but as a set of 18 holes i don't know if it's better um Somerset, I don't remember as as much as I probably should. I have to go back on my phone to find pictures. I was playing with two really good, really good golfers, <laughs> so I was just trying to hold my own a little bit with two guys shooting like fucking sixty six and sixty eight mm-hmm. out there. Uh, <laughs> both guys had been had been on the well, what is now the Corn Ferry a little bit. So yeah, and it's it's seriously Fort Knox on that place. I can pull up anywhere else with a couple of hole overviews, but getting pings on somerset in what pennsylvania uh yeah, a well, lot of that there, there's somerset hills in new, in new jersey which is a that's really it one yeah um, that's it i would love to get on somerset if anybody's listening get us out to somerset next year because i would love to see what i know they've been doing some like i don't think it's a big large scale all at once renovation i like get a slow kind of do a little bit here do a little bit there take out trees get it back to the original Rainer look. But uh, yeah, when you go there, it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre. It's in Mendota Heights and a bunch of the buildings, are like old farm buildings. 
this white painted old kind of super old school. And like I said, very limited membership. Yeah. Also speaking of uh, some of these private courses, uh, Mike, did you win an hour of free sim time over at Mulligan's by, by guessing Damn, right. Spring Hill number Damn, 16? Right I did. I got an hour of no. sim time coming my oh, way. We got to go use that then. That's the uh, 16 is the, uh, what do they call it? The caddy killer. A caddy, <laughs> a, a caddy, yeah, a caddy a few years back had a heart attack and died going up 16 because it's so steep. They call it the caddy killer. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> New logo coming soon. Yeah. RIP. Um, our boys want to get us out on Forest Hills. I mean, that's. Yeah, I've never been there. Oh, I've been there no. multiple times. Yeah. Your thoughts on that one, Timmy? Uh, narrow, very, very tree lined. It's, it's in a pretty tight piece of property. The front nine's pretty benign with a lot of either dead dog legs or very, very straight holes, but pretty decent green complexes. And then the back things really get interesting with a large body of water uh, and a little bit more uniquely designed, designed golf holes. Uh, not, not a place where you can just bomb the driver though unfortunately it's a lot of mm. a lot of irons off tees well it's like the classic it's yeah. uh take a yeah, minute it's like, shorter and, it's even shorter take a minute and tell us about your experience at the classic oh my god tim and i went up there what was that about two weeks ago or something yeah it's been a little while <laughs> two weeks two weeks ago we played uh eagles landing at, starting off the starting off the trip the day trip which is basically take your driver out and let her rip as hard as you can anywhere, except for like three holes. Uh, and then we went to the classic, which I had not played fully in like 20 years. I, uh, I had played nine holes there a while back, but got rained out. Um, great condition, you know, it was in good shape. Greens rolled just not fun. <laughs> just like, Oh, here we are on another par five hitting two iron off the tee because we can't hit because the fairway ends and we can't hit driver. And oh, here we are. I must hit fucking, I made 15 pars in that round. And it was like <laughs> two iron to like 150, two iron to 170, two iron, two iron, two iron. Nothing, you could never get. We played the back. What did we play the back tees, Tim? We we're back uh, to like no, 7,100. Second, second from the back. Yeah, yeah. 7,100. You could never, there's like, there wasn't a single hole where the risk off the tee was worth like getting into wedge range, basically. So you're like constantly laying up off the tee over and over. It was so boring. I did not lay up and shot <laughs> a very uh, solid back and, and front score of 46-37 or something like that. Kim got, Kim got seven, seven and five in that match. Oh, yeah. Well, the regular real golfers we like to call them the professionals had three tournaments that i would say were, were worth discussing and the first we're going to talk about to um satisfy timmy here is the live event out in bangkok and uh, the youngsters lopez shikara gets the dub edges out patrick reed paul casey some others i guess my first comment is good thing it's on youtube because who's getting up at 2 a.m to watch it yeah, it's, right not like, it's not as big of a deal as the Open Championship. I'm not going to do coffee oh, golf. That's what I was thinking. I'm not getting up to have cocktails at 2 a.m. <laughs> no, but the nice, the nice thing is you can now go back and watch it at your leisure. There was a rain delay. You got to fast forward through the rain delay. It's just it's so fan friendly when you can control how you consume the content. Um, we can go back to Eugenio in a second here. I I just love that uh, 
Patrick Reed couldn't make a cut in any, any of the other tournaments that he went to. He, he played in a couple of the DP ones, got cut, but he got second on the live because, you know, again, the field's a shitty. Um, Dick Bland, fourth place, Dick Bland. Yeah, I love Dick Bland. <laughs> and in top five, Siwon Kim, not Siwoo Kim, not the real Kim that's a stud, the imposter. <laughs> and then sixth place was James Piot, who... I want to give a little clap for him. It's the first time he's broke 70, I believe, as a pro. And he's played in many of these events now, and he finally uh, paid out a little bit. Yeah. Slow clap. Well, Brooks Kepka sighting in ninth place. Yeah, he, he he was hot. And then, unfortunately, I think maybe one of the bigger stories, too, out of the tournament, Brendan Grace with drawing. So to be seen where the Saudis put him as he recovers. Yeah. Could be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, the the, the uh, fireballs, fireballs took the aces. Finally, lost an event. Who's on the fireballs? Eugenio. It's the Spaniards, kind of like the Latino team. Eugenio, Abe Answer, who got tenth. Uh, Carlos Ortiz got eighteenth, and Sergio got twenty-first. All right, a lot, a lot of Spanish Spanish yeah. origin. Sounds like. Yeah, Louis Ustazen did not play well. He got 45th. Master Wolf, 44th. Cam Smith, 42nd. Yeah. Dude, he's, got, he's not hungry anymore. He's done being hungry. He's been yeah. fed. Holy he's cow. Fed. He lost to Pat of, Perez, for God's sakes. I've kind of wondered, <laughs> based on based on who did well, um, if maybe the time change got to some folks, if maybe the unique cuisine got to some people, can't handle the spicy food and I don't Suddenly know. Tanner Bon Lahiri got 41st, and he's from India, fairly close by. Yeah, is he from know. India or is he from England? Lahiri is in India. He's Indian, yeah. Uh, who else we got? Chase Kepka, the man who literally is only there because of his brother, did get 33rd. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else we got here? Where's uh? There's Saddam. My guy Saddam got 22nd. <laughs> I like Saddam. Saddam's um, actually a pretty good player. What is what is your guys' thoughts now that um on DJ winning the bonus of 18 milli for being like top five a couple times and getting a W in six events? He's got five top fives and including a win. He's he's been the best player in live by far, like consistency wise. Not even close. But just a cool 18 milli for like in six events. I mean, there's just silly. There's it's, just burning that cat. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's almost crazy. an insult to the PIP and an insult to the FedEx and what the PGA is trying to do to boost the money to to incentivize their good players to stay. Meanwhile, it's, yeah, it's just like here's you 18 buy, million dollars for winning once with five top tens. You can buy a lot of coke and a few boats for 18 million. Well, Tim and I, the funny thing is, is Tim and I stood there in Chicago at Live Chicago and watched Eugenio Lopez Shakara playing golf in the most, like I've done it before, but we're not unprofessional golf. The most, <laughs> the, the most, the most wrinkled fucking clothes. Like, like I'm not even shitting I've done it. <laughs> it's like, it's like something that I have at my house when I, when I forget to take it out of the dryer, it was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. He was just so, so wrinkled. You could have pulled him off with a goodwill shop right before. He still, they he been still had game. his, uh, he still had his Oklahoma state bag. He still has college golf bag. 
That's but, full, but yeah, he made five million dollars because he won and their team won. So I think uh, you know, I get it. I, I I who could turn that kind of money down? I'm sure they gave him twenty million also just just to show up, you know, to be and live when you're a college kid. But I'm a little concerned about the Perez family right now. Are they going to have enough money to survive? Yeah, until the next tournament. Yeah. Pat didn't get his 750,000 for doing nothing this week. (laughs) (laughs) And they have, they have a house. I mean, it looks like a strip club hit a buffet. His, uh, Uh, his wife seems like really low maintenance. Like she, like she doesn't need, (laughs) if he has a tough tough time and like gets booted off live and he's not, he can't make any money anymore. I'm sure she's going to be easy to live with. Uh, yeah. At least their house has so much space he can just hide in the the Jordan's closet. <laughs> is yes. Jordan is Jordan closet? Yep. Yeah, they. Uh, I just I understand why, like Eugenio Chicara would play, but at the same time, it like totally highlights why they don't get golf ranking points because there's no. He just got picked to play. There was no qualifying. Nothing. He didn't have to work his way through. I was looking at like Corn Ferry stage one, not even the final one, just in stage one to get to the next stage of Corn Ferry qualifying. You had to shoot at least, I think, two under through four rounds. Patrick Cantlay's brother just made it in the number. There's a ton of good golfers out there. Just making it to like the PGA Tour is a humongous accomplishment in itself through either Q School or Corn Ferry or whatever. And not having any of that uh, is like one of the world golf ranking uh, standards of, of having events and having a league or whatever. Well, like, like I saw today, you know, the number one player in the world had to get up and down to, to, to get through Q school, you know, Scotty yeah. Shepard needed to get up and down on the last hole just to, to, to get through it. I mean, that tells you right now, like there's so many really good golfers and you can, and the thing about some, a lot of the guys that make in the PGA tour, that doesn't mean they're the most talented. It means they got hot at the right time, maybe, or they have an ability to maybe shoot a sixty-three when they when they need to, but just can't do it. Cons- you know, can't do enough consistent rounds. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can they can get in basically because of really lucky timing. I mean, you can get hot at the right time. Exactly, and that's a big. So it's 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 something to be said. Like if you get there, you are you are well accomplished. I mean, there's a lot of good, good, good golfers that will never see a PGA tour event. Yeah. I, I think with the lip to me, the, the biggest hurdle um, is I don't know how you quantify a live event versus the other pro tour events, because look at Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed has tried to play in some events in Europe. Now, you know, when he's been able to, and he's been terrible, he's missed the cut. He just missed a cut at what the French was the French open or something like that a few weeks yeah. ago or, or somewhere. And he got second place because it's, it's pretty comfortable. You're just, you've already been paid. He You're can't just focus. Playing. He you needs know. music out there. He can't focus. He can't <laughs> lock in. He needs. I just, I just don't know how you quantify a, a setup so different. Um, like it is. I, I like, well, you can't have the the world golf ranking can't change because of what Live Golf is doing. Live Golf needs to change to what World yeah. Golf Rankings has done. That's that's the bottom line. Like just because Live pops up and does these things, 
doesn't mean the world golf ranking needs to edit what they were doing. I mean, they already had the plans in place before live golf comes in. Like, uh, yeah, you got five, you got five, 10 really good players. I mean, I get that, but what does that mean? I mean, you could get five really, really good players to just go play 10, you know, 18 holes together if you want. I mean, it doesn't just because, you know, so that there's a lot of, but we watched that too. We watched it during the, what the United bid for charity or whatever it was with Wolf and uh, DJ down in, in Seminole. And then we watched, you know, different, the matches, yeah, but, but they didn't get and, points for that. No, they don't. They don't. And, and I understand they're pushing for that, but in the same way, it's, it's still more golf and it's more golf on good golf courses. It's more golf with good players. And that's what uh, it is. And, that, and I agree with that's what it is. It's just, they just, they don't. And, and as long as you can probably agree that right now they don't fit the criteria to get world golf rings, they, they are what they are. They're entertainment. They're, they're making like, lots of money playing golf. That's, they, they don't fit the cabal of, of the world golf ranking yeah, points. Exactly. And I suppose what, no one's going with me to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia here in a few weeks. <laughs> they're, uh, I think Liv is kind of like that shitty ex-girlfriend or something that's like narcissistic and everything has to be their way because all you hear is bryson and these people bitching about the world rankings and how it should change you know how they should be in when the simple way the simple way if you want to start a league would be just to follow the criteria of the world ranking points it's not that complicated have qualifying events, have 72 man field or whatever it is, or play or 75 man field, play 72 whole events. You could get world ranking points, but they've kind of backed themselves into a little bit of a corner there as this different and new league. And they pitched the players on 54 holes. You know, you play less golf or whatever, even though they keep playing and all these other events, trying to get into everything and trying to sue their way into play more golf, but they keep whining about the world ranking points when they could simply just, adjust the fucking league to match the world ranking system. And then there would be nothing, there'd be nothing then that the official world golf rankings could do to keep them out. If you followed their criteria, but they refuse to do it. They want to do it their way, which whatever, it's fine, but uh, you just can't, I just don't know how you can quantify rankings when all the other ones are doing the same kind of format and you're playing 72 hole stroke placed. Every starts at hole one, you know, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Somebody like, I think no oh. up podcast. We're talking about how Eugenio won, but like, if you go off his strokes gain or whatever stats this year, they're like not even, they're like worse than like bottom tier PGA tour players, but yet he won the event. So I don't know. Well, speaking of world golf rankings, there's one guy that's shooting up them by the name of Thomas Kim. Yeah. Closes uh, out the Shriners. Looks down Patrick Cantley in the eye on 18. Beats him by three as Cantley actually makes a really well, good That was pretty easy to do, a right? really yeah. good seven. Yeah, yeah. He needed par to force a playoff and just tripled. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really good seven. He should have been giving Cantley a hug. That's, oh, man. That, that was like Tim and I on 17 at Giants Ridge. At least at least Cantley looked good doing it. Looked sharp in his, in his five-year, five-year-old foot choice and all whatever he was wearing. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to see it. Maybe you guys got to see it. But, you know, Tommy Kim is playing probably the best golf in the world right now, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's coincidence that the Saudis have jacked up oil prices here for the barrel in the last week because 
they got to make a few more bucks to try to lure him in to live. You know, That's even made, more reason. Uh, Aramco's profit last quarter was only $48.8 in profit. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> a, a whole new reason why we need to go over there. Break 80 is going to Jeddah just yeah. to pick up some barrels. Yeah, absolutely. What they don't realize, there. though, what they don't realize, there's sun everywhere. So at some <laughs> point when the, when the gas runs over, when the don't, oil is done. Don't tell the English that. He is, uh, <laughs> Tom Kim is... I, it is phenomenal to me in a day and age where usually the bombers are winning that a guy that hits two iron like two thirty only is winning is such a stud. It's it's crazy, but he's he's fun. He's awesome. He's fun. I yeah. think the PGA Tour better do something pony up because I, I got to think Liv has got a pretty big offer somewhere lined well, up. How about the team international tom kim takes first mito prayer fourth, sanjay seventh sibu eighth but who's in hoot tight whatever his name is 20th yeah, christian Bazenhut. even guys, even guys that are fringy you know even fringy international guys like j day and hadwin had really good weeks so it's quite the showing after the president's cup maybe they're motivated trying to get back in two years Maybe uh, Jason Day is not dead after all. Maybe he's not dead. He'll be, he'll I be love injured. JD. When he'll be injured, and within two weeks he'll be hurt. That's again. what sucks. It's hard to get on, you know, to get really fully behind him because you just know he's going to get hurt. But he was always entertaining because he, I loved his overall game. I loved the putter. I loved his visualization. He closes his eyes behind the ball, and gets up to his ball. I, I just, I, I loved him. I loved his win at Whistling. He's actually got a really good backstory too about growing up dirt poor. You want to talk about yeah. poor as fuck? That guy was poor as hell. He started. He learned. He started golfing with like sticks out of a freaking landfill. Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you guys. This took place. How much? Uh, how much Vegas golf have you guys done? I've done zero, so I can't even comment on Vegas golf. Oh yeah, I've played just just Shadow Creek. Oh, <laughs> that's the only okay. one. <laughs> Yeah, so Shadow. Well, we can kind of say Shadow, that's a side one. Uh, Shadow Creek, uh, Coyote Springs, which is a Nicholas north of town, um, Wolf Creek, and Sand Hollow. So, kind of made our way up and out of Vegas, but have my eye on a few more courses there uh, here for either November or likely March, just because it does get a little bit cold in that part of the desert. Our guy, uh... are prices better at that time or? Uh, a little bit cheaper, yes. Uh, especially like no, yeah, they they are um, compared to higher times in April, May, and what September and October. Yes, but it, it it's tough to find a particularly cheap round of golf. If you go back, there's a couple hidden gems like Las Vegas. Is it Las Vegas Country Club or something like that? It's it's a a public club, but it was a part of the rotation for uh, the Las Vegas Open when Tiger won. So that one's only 125 and includes lunch. Um, the one I can't ever pronounce, Peyote, has Peyote, three courses. Yeah, that's, it actually looks sweet. Has three courses. There's no water regulation because it's on res. So it's in great shape. And <laughs> you can do a, um, you can do a, either a stay and play or, play 36 in a day and make it a little bit more affordable where rounds are 180 or 200 bucks. Mm. Um, but you can blow out the budget, go over to the wind golf club. You have to stay. I think it's five fifty to play or Not hit the high it. roller table and pay a thousand bucks to play shadow Creek. Play the shadow. 
I need or to, just, I need or, to or just, or just know somebody and play it for free. That all that always works too. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, all the uh, Shriners, um, the all 2010 team didn't f- didn't fare real well here. Ricky Fowler not doing so great in his bid to get back. He missed a cut. Uh, who else we got from the all 2010 team? Oh, wait, here? stop right there for a second. How about the fact that kind of Ted Scott gets rejuvenated getting on a new bag? Yeah. Joey yeah. kind of get, getting rejuvenated to get on a new bag. Yeah, for sure. Kind of interesting. Um, we got Charlie Hoffman, Masters Masters Dominator. How was he not at live? He missed the cut. Wasn't he the preposterous, like, the one rule over at the waste management, was it? Could he was be. all pissed off. He, he, I can't believe he's not in live. Jason Duffner missed the cut. All the classic, all the wow. 10 years ago, yeah. guys. They should be at uh, Who else we got missed the cut here? Rory Sabatini. Which, by the way, I I absolutely love that his flag still on the leaderboard is like Slovakia or whatever that (laughs) from his Olympics. Uh, Who else? Jimmy Walker. He's back. Missed the cut. Um, Let's see. Scott Piercy still has not recovered from the 3M. Missed the cut. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, I think. Thanks, Scott. Nick Nick Watney and Kyle Stanley. A couple of big names from yesteryear. Both shot seven over. Missed the cut. Oh man, Gary Woodland yeah, withdrew. But they're having fun in Vegas. That's all that matters. Our guy as, Callum missed the cut by one shot. As you Younger. guys are talking about the limited whole event that is live, we should really make it a man sport again and bring bring it back to the '90s when it used to be a ninety hole event <laughs> here yeah. for the Las Vegas Open. Uh, how about there's Matias? Be, huh? I was going to say there's something to be said about the three course rotation that they used to have versus just sitting there at TPC Summerlin for the entirety of the, yeah, the time. Well, the ladies go. Well, the men did too. They went to that CJ Cup went to Shadow Creek. Yeah, yeah, but the the Las Vegas Open itself used to be a rotation with three different courses that they play throughout the yeah. ninety total holes. Which... Fargo Zone. Tom Hoagie made another four hundred and some grand. I saw. Yeah. Well, I mean. Until they get, I don't know. I, I, am not gonna lie. I'm not a. I don't, I don't watch a lot of golf this time of year. Not, not. I'm watching football on a Sunday probably more. Until they get to the February where they get to the California swing. Yeah. That's when I start kind of really tuning in again. You should be jacked up because one of your guys, one of your favorites, Uh-oh. got T second. In what? In trainers with, with Catley, twenty one under, Matt Neesmith, uh, your oh, guy. Gee, the, the you visual, still remember the, the, he was the visualizer. My guy. <laughs> the visualizer. <laughs> but don't yes, give a uh, fuck. No, yeah, exactly. Fuck. That's right. I forgot about that. He's my boy. <laughs> um, well, let's. I think people got got lots to do here. Uh, let's go to the Spanish Open a little bit, and then I want to do one more thing. Spanish Open. Johnny Rom does Johnny Rom things. Um, wins by six in his native land. Kind of wondering what kind of John Rom we're going to get this year. I feel like he's now fifth in the world. Was number one for a while. I would say he had a very down PGA Tour season. Never really bid for a major. I don't think he won. You know, he won in Mexico at the beginning. Oh, he of did the win year. in Mexico. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. won in Mexico. Just didn't really ever. He made a lot of cuts, but you know, on Sunday he'd be, you know, coming in at 25th or something like that. So it'd be interesting, kind of, what season he has. But here's the story of the Spanish Open. Minnesota's very own took 70th, made the cut. On the nuts, took dead last of the people. Oh, yeah, that made Covisto. The cut. Tyler Covisto, former Dasso Cocado golfer, 
St. Cloud State golfer. Um, had a really tough Sunday, and I think a really tough Saturday. Played played well in, in times, but his story is pretty cool. Won a challenge event. I actually was a teacher at Monticello. I think a fourth grade teacher. Thought he was still not going to be. Thought he still had some game, so he went and tried. Um, went down to Arizona, kind of just practiced a little bit, and then it m- makes his way somehow gets in this challenge event, wins it. Um, it'd, it'd be kind of like similar to winning a Corn Ferry Tour event over in. Um, is is this why you're asking me about Vegas? You're gonna you're gonna give up no. teaching and and didn't try? Yeah. My question is, was he 40 and overweight when he tried this? <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, and then now he just kind of and and my brother who is the Dasu Kokato head coach right now, of course, follows him, gives me a lot of updates on how he's doing. You know, he's kind of hanging in there. I, I don't know how he's quite able to make. A living? I mean, he's probably um, got some backers. I'm sure that are he's paying. gonna have. He has paying, to because he doesn't. After the win, I mean, he's he's gotten some cool events. Made a few cuts in here there, but as you can imagine, um, it's professional golf is a is a struggle. It's tough. He uh he did beat and look at the leaderboard. One of the greatest golfers ever and the best seven iron player of all time, R. McAvoy. I'm guessing it's not Roy. Oh my goodness! I'm guessing it's, I'm guessing it's not Roy McAvoy. It's actually Richard McAvoy, but uh, it does say R McAvoy on the uh, on the leaderboard. A yeah. lot of humble souls playing in this one. Yeah, it's so actually I, I, I a wanted, decent field. I wanted to point that out. I don't. Know, I mean, do you guys think Rom Rom is going places this next year as another major under his belt, or what are you thinking? Sixty two on Sunday to run away with it. Yeah. I think I think he's too t- he's too talented to 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 have the kind of year, especially in the big events that he did last year. I feel like he kind of had a Rory season. Like for whatever reason, he just never seemed to stick a wedge close. You know, he 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 had a hard time with his. It seemed like his wedges. He would drive the ball amazing, and then just walk away with you know two two put two put pars where. A lot of these guys are stuffing it uh, ten feet or in and and making birdies. He was making lots of pars. I mean, realistically, he won that open a couple years ago with a couple crazy putts. He made those two big breakers. Yeah. You know, otherwise he would not have won that open. Probably I don't know who's else up there. Well, that and Louis hit one in the hit one of the shit on like yeah, sixteen or something. Yeah, I think what both Rory and and Rom had kids that kind of led to to some of their decline uh in in the golf world so i don't know maybe they're having later nights or earlier mornings uh, getting up for... for yourself but rory had one of the greatest seasons in tour history last year yeah, he's, 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 made the adjustment. he's made the adjustment if rory would have would have played aggressively on sunday at at the old course and won won the open you would have been talking about rory's year as one of the best years ever he would have had like multi he would have top 10 in all four majors the only guy that did that last year he had multiple victories and multiple. I don't know how many top tens he had. A lot. He had a great season. That is true. That is true. However, there was there was that downturn, and maybe that was Fat Rory going to Athletic Rory because the Fat Rory years were the best years. I love Fat Rory when he wins at Augusta next year and completes the career grand slam. Everybody's going to be on the Rory bandwagon. Fat? Yeah, but is but is there an asterisk if? Cam Smith isn't there. If Dustin Johnson isn't, well, how do you kick out a former champ? But um, I want Fat Jamara. How do you say that, Jamara? What was the? What was he sponsored by? 
Yeah, Jam- Jamira, whatever it was. Jamira, yeah, I want fat Jamira, curly haired Rory. Maggie, <laughs> Maggie. Yeah, it looks just yeah, terrible. Fat- Rory, Rory pickle Rory. Stop with the fitness so Mike doesn't have to try to lose his 25 pounds <laughs> over the winter. Show us that uh, it can be done. Be, that'll, be, that'll be one of our winter that's, episodes for our goals. For and that's today, a great, yeah, and that's a great – I just want to – we're not going to do goals, but that's a great segue. I just want to know some potential off-season preparations that we're going to start thinking about doing. Mike's talked about the losing weight. I'm going to really get on a flexibility kick, I think. I want to get more flexible. I think I'm going to do stretching. I think I'm going to take it. Whether it be stretchy bands, just throw them up in the living room when you're sitting there, start stretching. I think that's one thing I'm going to try to do this. I hit loads. I hit millions of golf balls last off season into this net, into the break 80 lab. I just don't know how much that helped me. I think if I just focus more on flexibility. Um, I think you should get one of those like Pilates <laughs> machines. Repetition, repetition. Where you, I, I, actually, actually, I just pictured Jeff in the, have you seen the famous Tom Kite picture where he's in like the diaper thing? And he's, <laughs> sure. and he's, and he's, and he's like doing the leg, the leg extension with like the diaper on. My undies <laughs> on in the morning. I just, I just I pictured, love, pictured Jeff in the basement doing that. I love that there's no analytics hooked to that thing either, Jeff. You don't, you don't have a foresight or you don't have a track, man. You're just hitting golf balls. Hoping I, it's, straight. It's, going, it's going straight off. <laughs> Straight off the feel on the club face. Did I flush it or not? That's all I know. It hit the net in front of me, so it must have been a good shot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it did miss the net. Well, the listeners, and I know every single time you post something out there, what do you want to see today? It's always my putting. Um, just so everybody knows, I have multiple putting devices here that I might try to use this winter. I have a putt out. Give me some content. I have a putt out and the putt out thing. I also have the other one that uh, Dustin Johnson, the one that returns the ball to you with the little hole and the big hole. Um, what the hell is it called again? It has yet to come out of the box, even though I've had it for like five months. <laughs> but uh, I have both of them. I have both the putting things. And we, we may we may find a spot in my always re- being rehabbed house to do a little putting this winter. I would love to see some content, Mike. Just some, you know, maybe it's uh, it's winter. It's uh, Friday night. Nobody's going out. It's snowing out. Don't want to drive. I just want to see a couple of cocktails and then give me 10 pots. Yeah. I just want to just see. Just going to have some, gonna have give, some music give, in the yeah. background. Put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Give me 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just be putting depressed with like a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be awesome. I would love to be able to go back to standard grip. I just can't get comfortable <laughs> on the golf course with it ever. <laughs> if you're drinking scotch and putting, what's the, uh, what's the drink for the swing lab? I don't know. Like a PBR. Yeah, that's going to be in the garage. I got room in the garage. That's going to be like the garage. It's like half finished. It's definitely a hands or a PBR. The break 80 swing lab sponsored by hands. (laughs) We'd take it. We'd take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll hit some balls, but I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not going to hit as many as I did last year. I hit so many golf balls. I hit enough golf balls to where I had a couple golf balls, like just break. They just, they're regular golf balls. And they just, well, just did, uh, um, did you get calluses as the season started or did they start to wear off? Cause you were swinging less. You know, I kind of, if you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm an elite, I'm an elite musician. I play guitar. I haven't, haven't really played a lot this year, but you build up those calluses, you build them up, you build them up. You don't even know you have them anymore. And that's kind of how it was. How I hard is a, so much. How hard is a banjo to learn how to play? So I don't have a, like, actually my daughter just bought a um, ukulele. So I, I don't have any experience. I taught myself how to play guitar freshman year of college. 
got one, sat in my room, learned how to play it. Trying to get the ladies. I know the savvy move with the guitar. Um, I don't think I've <laughs> seen my wife. Well. I don't think I've seen my wife. It works. <laughs> that, that's what it was. It was the guitar. Jeff just knows Wonderwall. I would just have it. Ex- Wonderwall, exactly. That was a classic. <laughs> um, I would just oh, have it. God. I would have it miraculously in my room as as you bring, you know, women back. It just be, yeah. oh, oh, there's a guitar right here. Every single oh, time, on my every, bed. every single time, women are around. It's a mariachi band in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Tim, it's never too late to start. I mean, I think that would be a closer. I mean, I consider a guitar a closer. You want to close? Mm-hmm. You bring out the guitar. Yeah. So, How about the banjo? The gals like the banjo because I bought a banjo. Like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> so get this. I love like. I'm a huge, like, I hate country music, but I like, like, folksy kind of stuff, like, with some twang to it. So at the beginning of COVID, I bought a fucking banjo. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this goddamn banjo. <laughs> haven't, li- haven't touched it once in, like, three years now. <laughs> one, of days, one of these days, I'm going to pick it up, and we're going to be ripping, ripping chords on well, the banjo. Well, yeah, I got the guitar. Mike's got the banjo. Tim, what do you bring? The vocals? Uh, God, no. Lord save us all. <laughs> I'll bring the, uh, the, the washboard. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that'd be great. Love it. And the spoons, the washboard and the spoons. Hell yeah. Well, maybe we'll take a a photo this offseason with all of our instruments. Yeah. Um, Yeah, who knows? But, well, that's all I got for now. Anything else, boys, before we call it a wrap on episode 29? We're one away from 3-0. Yeah, at what point do we we, we start calling it season two? Do I wait till 2023? You know, I think, yeah, I would say, I would say starting in January. All right. Don't you think? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. We can kind of do a season wrap up, you know, things that we were proud of ourselves for, things that we we're disappointed about. We've got a lot of things that we could still kind of wrap up here. Can everything just be a blanket state when it comes to our golf game? Can we just say everything disappointed? You know, yeah, we could. And here's some of the things <laughs> to think about for next time, boys. I want you to think about some some Halloween costumes. for pre- Some Halloween costumes for potential golfers. Oh, like I could dress uh, up as this, you know, and be Tom Kite like, exercise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So think about that for the next one. We got to do something Halloween related. Right. Do you want to be Elon and I'll be Tiger or? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, you're just going to be chasing me around all night. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, it's good. Good catching up, boys. Hopefully my voice is back next time we do this. Well, we'll see. You'll see how much singing you do. All right, later. Later. Maybe today's the day I brigade thee. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold G. Well, you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.